You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs. Stephen Simcox here with you. Thanks for joining me today. It is Tuesday. December 8th, and you are listening to the only daily TCU podcast. Appreciate you making some time uh, to tune in today. In this episode, in our first segment here, we'll break down some TCU men's and women's basketball. We'll take a look at the men and their uh, loss on Sunday to Oklahoma. They fell 82-78. to They get back in action later this week against Providence, and uh, the Lady Frogs will be in action on Wednesday afternoon against Lamar. So we'll talk a little bit about that, get you your basketball update. And then in segment two, um, we'll discuss the Big 12 weekend in football. Some huge games. Got some news on the Texas front. I know this guys might. Sh- I know this might shock you, but uh, the Horns went after a, a big name, a big fish, and he has reportedly turned them down. And now they're sort of scrambling to see what to do next. I, I know it's never happened before. It might never happen again, um, but it it it's happened again. Nick Saban did it a couple of years ago, and now it appears Urban Meyer has turned them down. So we'll cover all that. And then in segment three, we do it every week. We take a look at uh, how some TCU alums are doing in the NFL, uh, the week in action in the NFL, and how some frogs did. We call it our Pro Frogs Report. Jalen Rager, nice game for Philadelphia, scored a touchdown on a punt return. So we'll discuss that. Uh, Seemed to do a little bit better with Jalen Hurts in the lineup as Philly might be moving on from Carson Wentz. We'll get into all that in our third and final segment. But let's start with TCU basketball, and let's start with the men as they fall in their conference opener, they're now 4-1 and one on the season and 0-1 in conference play, losing 82-78 to to the Sooners on Sunday afternoon. And uh, I hope we never have to see Austin Reeves again. I know we're going to have to play him one more time, but, man, he uh, was absolute money again for Oklahoma. 32 points on the night, 7-16 shooting, 2-4 from deep, and had some huge buckets. This was the worst game that TCU has played defensively. I mean, it's just the honest fact. 51% shooting um, Oklahoma. That's, that's what they shot on the night, 28 to 54 on the day. 33% from three and got to the line a lot as well, 20 to 24 from the charity stripe. But, again, it was Austin Reeves and Brady Manick um, just going off on this team. Manick had 14. Reeves had 32. He had a huge game in that comeback victory in Fort Worth last year and he gave the Frogs some nightmares again including two big buckets there were two possessions where TCU had cut the lead down to two points and there was a little over a minute left and the first time Reeves gets the ball on the wing he's on the left hand side on the wing and uh, Francisco Farabello is guarding him and my guess is what he's trying to do is not give up a, a three so he's playing him pretty tight but for whatever reason he just was sort of offset and completely gave up the left hand. And Reeves just took an easy drive to the hoop. Kevin Samuel couldn't get over and help defense fast enough. And he laid it up and in. And then, you know, another possession, TCU's able to score, cut the lead to two again. And Reeves gets the ball. Uh, shot clock's winding down. And there's about five seconds left on the shot clock. And he pulls up from deep. I mean, it wasn't just a. He wasn't just right behind the three-point line. He was way behind the three-point line and found a way to get a bucket. Um, and, and then they finally stopped him. Farabello hit a big three to make it a two-point game again, and they finally you know, stopped Reeves. He missed a three-pointer, but Oklahoma gets the offensive rebound, 
and gets a put back up and is able to basically take the game. So uh, didn't play super well down the stretch. Now, some encouraging things on offense late in the game, but defensively really struggled. And similar to that Liberty game, I think you're watching a team that is just figuring out uh, how to play together, how to play late um, in games, in late moments, and it hasn't clicked yet. This is a pretty disappointing loss, though. Oklahoma's a serviceable team. Long Kruger's a good coach, and they've had TCU's number since Jamie Dixon took over. I really don't know what that's about. But all that being said, they had only played one game because OU had some COVID issues early in the season. So this was on their second game of the year. It was on the road. It was a good chance for TCU to steal one, and they just couldn't find a way to get it done. But on the positive side, Mike Miles was fantastic. Uh, you know, he had a great open to the season and then a couple games where he wasn't as active in the scoring department. But on Sunday, 21 points, 8 of 15 shooting, came off the bench and did a really nice job. It was 3 of 5 from 3. So he can do a little bit of everything. He can get to the rim. He can shoot from deep. Uh, had three assists on the night. I, I want the ball in his hands more and more. He only turned the ball over twice. So get Mike Miles the ball. Let him go to work because he is the real deal. Um, and P.J. Fuller had a really great game too. Uh, he's sort of been lost in the shuffle with, with Chuck O'Bannon transferring in. And O'Bannon – uh, has uh, an ankle issue and he was out. I, I want to see more PJ Fuller and Mike Miles. I think those are the two most explosive guys on this team. I think they're the best guards on this team. Um, RJ Nimhard is, has been solid as well, and he had another good game. But Miles and Fuller are the two guys I want to see going to the basket and getting the most touches um, during the course of a game. And they, they just have to find a way to get Kevin Samuel more involved on offense. I mean, only four points on the night, two of five shooting. Um, he did have 11 rebounds. I mean, he always works hard on the glass. He plays good defense. He was cleaning up some misses and some things uh, that they were doing on defense when guys would get by on dribble penetration. He had some blocks that were huge, but they need to feed him the ball. I mean, he tries to get post position, and it just seems like they're not real comfortable feeding him those entry passes. Uh, you have to find a way to get Big Kev the ball because I think he can be really effective down low. And if you don't have any sort of inside presence, then it puts more and more pressure on your guards to make things happen. But overall, I, I can't really complain too much about offense. I mean, they shot 43% on the night. We're 80% from the line, 12 of 15. would like to see them get to the line more, but that's a really good shooting percentage when you do um, get those free throws. And, and a nice job on that front. It just, to me, came all down to uh, not playing good enough defense. And Reeves had another huge game. So they're going to have to figure that out. They get back in action on Wednesday against Providence, and that's part of the Big 12 Big East Challenge. That's going to be at 4 p.m. Wednesday, so early start on Wednesday. It's on ESPNU, and you can always hear it on radio, AM 750, with Brian Estridge and John Denton on the call. And the girls play uh, Lamar on Wednesday morning at 11 o'clock. So both teams look to bounce back after suffering their first losses of the season. When we come back, we'll look at the Big 12, the action from over the weekend, the games that went down, and some Big 12 news. Um, Big 12 football news coming up next. But before we do that, we do it every day. I want to talk to you about Coors Light. Coors Light is the beer that's made to chill. Um, when you get home tonight and you finally get a chance to relax after a long work day, what are you going to grab? Are you going to grab a soda? Or are you going to grab some water? Why don't you try a cold Coors Light? It's cold lagered. It's cold brewed. It's literally the beer that's made to chill. Coors Light understands that you don't get much time to yourself. You don't get much of an opportunity to unwind. And when I unwind, it's what I reach for. It's what I reach for when I want to uh, take a break and get a chance to myself. Um, so next time you kick back, relax, enjoy a moment by yourself, 
grab the beer that's made to chill, a, co- a cold Coors Light, and you can get it sent directly to your door. I tell you about this often, but this is a really cool deal. Go to get.coorslight.com and have it sent straight to your house. Again, that's get.coorslight.com. Please always remember to celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Back here on Locked on Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast and segment two. Um, in our final segment today, we'll take a look at the Pro Frogs report, how some TCU guys did in the NFL this week. And don't forget, on Wednesday, um, we'll start looking at Law Tech. TCU football still has one more regular season game. They schedule this home game against Louisiana Tech, and they're going to get after it, try to get to 6-4 and four on the season. They're heavy favorites in this one. I believe Vegas has them as a 21-point favorite right now as we stand here. I'm recording this on Monday. You're listening to it on Tuesday, December 8th. But we'll we'll dig deep into this La Tech team, see how they've done in Conference USA this year. And they haven't played a lot since they, they've had some games postponed. Uh, they played last Thursday against North Texas, and that was their first game since October 31st. So a uh, long week for them. They're going to get a chance to prepare a lot. I'm sure they were tuned into that Oklahoma State game on Saturday, a chance to scout. But we'll take a look at La Tech and, and what makes them tick uh, during tomorrow's show. But today, I want to get into some Big 12 football, some the games that went down, and some news from around the conference. And first of all, let's talk about Texas. So they have just an absolute beatdown of Kansas State on uh, Saturday. Defeat the Wildcats 69-31. to Huge game from John Robinson. Nine carries, 172 yards, and three touchdowns. Do not know why he's not getting more touches, but I'm sure the rest of the Big 12 Conference is really thankful um, that they've sort of worked his way in to the mix in his freshman season. Uh, Sam Ellinger had a really good game. 20-27, 274 yards, and two touchdowns. Did not run the ball much in this one. Didn't have to. They're able to pretty much do whatever they wanted offensively, and I'm shocked at how this K-State defense has just fallen apart. I mean, we knew with Will Howard in there it was going to be a struggle offensively. Deuce Vaughn is still doing some special things for the Wildcats, but that defense is struggling. They gave up over 30 points to Baylor last week, now almost 70 to Texas. Uh, Just a a tough turn of events for K-State. And they finished four and six on the season and four and five in Big 12 play. On the Texas front, uh, the big rumor was that they were going to get Urban Meyer. They were trying to court him, they were trying to get him to Austin. And that is all but dead, it appears. Chip Brown reported on Sunday night um, that that's he's pretty much turned them down. Urban Meyer said, hey, you know, I have these health concerns. I don't really want to get back into coaching at this time. So he said no. He, he rejected the Texas offer, and that's been confirmed by multiple sources on the Texas beat. So I, I'm not sure where UT goes from here. Obviously, it's pretty awkward if you roll the dice and, and roll Tom Herman back out there. But I don't know who you go get. You know, one guy I thought about in the conference was Matt Campbell. I'm not sure if that would excite the, the Texas donors enough to get the buyout done and maybe go after him and make him an offer. Uh, But there's good coaches out there that aren't Urban Meyer, and maybe Texas should go just try to get a good football coach that's actually coaching right now and not just chase Urban around, even though that would have been a huge, uh, huge get if they could have got him down to Austin and apparently did not work out. Other games around the Big 12. This is the game that you probably watched the least of on Saturday. Texas, and for good reason, Texas Tech edges out Kansas 16-13. to 13. Um, This was a wild game. KU played okay. I mean, here's what Kansas did well on Saturday. They forced turnovers. Um, they were able to uh, make Tech lose the ball three times on fumbles 
Allen Bowman had an interception. So they turned Tech over four times. Tech also missed a couple field goals on the day. So just a a lot of missed opportunities for the Red Raiders. Uh, They were three of six kicking field goals. And Kansas was finally able to capitalize on one of those turnovers and score a touchdown to make it a 13-13 to game. Tech kicks a field goal late to uh, win that one 16-13. There are rumors about Matt Wells being gone. Uh, it obviously has not gone well for, te- for Texas Tech this year. They finished the season 4-6 and six on the year and 3-6 and six in Big 12 play. And KU has one more chance to get a victory against Texas. That does not seem likely at all. And it looks like they're on their way to an 0-10 season. So, tough year for Les Miles in year two. And we'll see what the future holds for Matt Wells. Kirby Hocutt, I know those donors there are reportedly restless and want to move on. Uh, but it's still so early in Wells' tenure, I'd be a little surprised if they pull the trigger. But a pretty disappointing season for Texas Tech, even though it ends the regular season at least with that 16-13 to win over Kansas on Saturday. Oklahoma and Baylor. Uh, OU edges out Baylor 27 to 14. Um, Baylor had a chance in this game for most of the first half. They were only trailing three, nothing, and they kept getting good field position, but the Oklahoma defense stepped up in a big way. And finally the offense started to find its footing late in that one. Baylor's defense played well. OU was missing some folks due to, uh, COVID-19 and contact tracing. Um, but they're able to score enough and Alex Grinch and his crew did the job to get it done. Spencer Rattler, 20 to 28 for 193 yards and a couple touchdowns. Um, Charlie Brewer, 30 to 56. Baylor could not do anything in the running game. Um, they're really struggling since they lost a couple backs and offensive line has been bad really all season long. So uh, another loss for the Bears. They have one more game against Oklahoma State this week and OU set to play West Virginia um, this Saturday in their final game of the regular season. Even though OU and Iowa State, it's officially your Big 12 title game. That's that's done. There's nothing that can change it. Oklahoma and Iowa State are going to play in the Big 12 title game on December 19th at 11 a.m. And finally, Iowa State just rolls all over West Virginia 42-6 to on Saturday. Really impressive win for the Clones. Brock Purdy was almost perfect, 20-23 for 247 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Iowa State also had 236 yards rushing on the day. West Virginia just could not do anything offensively. They didn't turn the ball over, um, but they could not score. Jared Dagey was only 21 of 41 for 209 yards. Tough day for him. Letty Brown only had 48 yards on 14 carries. Just an absolute bludgeoning by Iowa State. And now West Virginia sits at 4-4 four and four in Big 12 play, and they have that one more. They have one more game against Oklahoma uh, to potentially close out the season. Iowa State finishes the regular season 8-2 and two and 8-1 and one in Big 12 conference play. So that's your uh, Big 12 news and notes and scores from the weekend. Again, Oklahoma and Iowa State going to play in the Big 12 title game. And a couple games this week, Baylor and Oklahoma State are going to play. That's a makeup game. Oklahoma and West Virginia, Texas and Kansas, and then that uh, La Tech TCU game coming up. That's your Big 12 slate this weekend. When we come back, we'll do our Pro Frogs report and wrap up the day. This is Locked On Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Before we get to our final segment, let's talk about Built Go. Uh, do you frequently crash in the afternoons or just get to a point during the day where you hit a wall? 
let me tell you about Built Go. It's the same people that bring you Built Bar, and it's this one and a half ounce energy solution. It comes in a small, convenient package that you can put in your gym bag, in your work bag, uh, in your car, wherever you're going. It's very mobile. It's easy to transport. They have three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. And it works well because it has some energy gel, and then it also has protein with it. And it's all natural ingredients. Um, it's loaded with good stuff to ignite your work. And if you go to BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED, you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, you can use the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. One and a half ounce energy solution that helps you break through that afternoon wall, that crash that you might have during the day. BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Back here on Locked on Horn Frogs. Final segment. Steven Simcox here with you. Appreciate you joining me. Um, don't forget, you can subscribe and rate and review the show. And I'd also appreciate it if you follow me on social media. My personal Twitter account is at SimcoxSteven. And the show's account is at LockedOnTCU. So follow those accounts. Uh, ask me questions. Give me feedback. Give me advice. Whatever you want to do. Would love to hear from you as we continue to uh, try to grow the show and and do this together. Right now, I want to do our weekly Pro Frogs report. This is where we look at how uh, some players did in the NFL, and we'll start with Jalen Rager. Um, Jalen did not have a huge night uh, in the receiving game, only one catch for 34 yards. It was an important catch, though. Sort of an interesting game for the Eagles. They lose the Packers 30-16, to but... Um, when Jalen Hurts got in there, Rager, you know, catches a pass uh, down the field. So that's positive. Maybe with if, if they do stick with Hurts instead of Carson Wentz, he'll get some more opportunities. And Jalen had a 73-yard punt return for a touchdown. And it was typical, you know, a typical Rager punt return TD. He sort of bobbled the catch. And you think, okay, this is going nowhere. And then he breaks a few tackles. And then you see that speed, that world-class speed that he possesses. And he takes it to the house. So Jalen's made some plays. It hasn't really all come together for him. Only 256 yards in the season, one touchdown, 20 receptions. He was banged up early in the year. But you're starting to see him make some plays. So you hope that it comes together for him later in the season. That was a huge punt return for a TD, a big moment for him uh, yesterday, so congrats to Jalen Rager on that. A couple other TCU players in that game, Vernon Scott, who plays mainly on special teams for the Packers, didn't record any stats on Sunday, and Ty Summers had two tackles in the Packers' 30-16 to win over the Eagles. Um, one note, Marshall Newhouse is back in the league. Marshall had been out of the league for a little while, but he got signed to the Titans practice squad. So he'll slide in there as a swing tackle. We'll have a chance to get some playing time again. Congratulations to Marshall. Titans are a really good team. They're coming off a loss to the Browns, but they're a factor in the AFC South. They're a factor in the AFC playoff race, and maybe he'll get a chance to play for a contender uh, this season, which would be a big deal and a good deal for him. So congrats to Marshall Newhouse for making it back on a roster. Andy Dalton's going to play tomorrow. Cowboys play um, – well, excuse me, I guess you're listening to this on Tuesday. Andy Dalton's going to play tonight against the Ravens on, on Tuesday night football. Um, another chance for him to, to play well. You know, Zach Martin going down is a huge blow for the Cowboys, and it's going to be tough for Andy and that Cowboys offense to get going with him out of the lineup, but he'll get another chance 
uh, against a familiar opponent. Spent all those years in the AFC North, so he knows the Ravens well. Cowboys-Ravens coming up tonight on Fox at 7 o'clock if you want to tune into that one and cheer on AD. Um, some other players that got time yesterday that were TCU alums. Uh, ben Banigou, um slid in there and got a few tackles for the Colts. Good to see him back on the field. He had sort of found himself in the doghouse uh, because of practice performance, but he had six tackles against the Texans for the Colts in their 26-20 to win over Houston. And Colts now 8-4 and on the season. They're playing really well. Uh, they've sort of found something with Phillip Rivers and that good defense. So he gets back in the game and records some stats. Uh, Jeff Gladney with five tackles against the Jags, and the Vikings win 27-24 to over the Jags. Uh, fought hard in that game. That game was probably harder than most Vikings fans would like, but Jeff records some more tackles. And, you know, Jeff's having a, a good season. He's recording a lot of tackles, which is – sort of a good and bad stat, I guess, for a corner. I mean, it, it means you're near the ball and making plays. It also means that you're probably giving up some receptions and making some plays and run support. But I will say, uh, Luke Braun, who does the Lock on, Locked on Vikings podcast, he made a comment about Jeff last week and, and just said that you can tell that he's growing and he's getting more comfortable. And the mistakes, like there were some mistakes early in the season – that were just complete coverage bust. He's obviously, you know, trying to find his footing, trying to figure out this Mike Zimmer system. But now you're starting to see things click for him, and he's making plays. So good for Jeff Gladney and, and happy that uh, that he's able to uh, make things happen and and get this done and appreciate the, the job that he's doing. But that's your Pro Frogs report for today. Um, again, Andy Dalton plays tonight, so make sure to tune in to that game on Fox uh, at 7 o'clock. Tomorrow, we'll start digging into uh, Louisiana Tech, and the Frogs are heavy favorites in this one. You know, La Tech is a, a good team. Uh, they haven't had the season that they expected, but I would love for this to be a route and for you to, you know, see some young guys and everything come together for TCU. I'm not sure that's going to be the case, but we'll look into that. And then I'll, I'll try to get you set up for a couple games that are happening on Wednesday in TCU basketball. TCU men's and women's basketball playing tomorrow afternoon. Uh, the, the girls play at 11, and the guys play at 4 o'clock. Women playing Lamar, and the men locking up with uh, Providence as part of the Big 12 Big East Challenge. So should be – a couple good matchups, and, and we'll cover all that along with getting you ready for that Law Tech game on a Wednesday edition of Locked on Horn Frogs. But I appreciate you tuning in today. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Appreciate your time. Locked on Horn Frogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.